What is up, everybody? And welcome to episode four of the Balls Deep podcast with yours truly. Yes, Eggs. With me is none other than Logan, Logie Barra, What's and our good? boy Tram. What's going on? How you boys doing today? Oh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Living lavishly but... on this Memorial Day. Yeah, it's been Memorial That's Day, right. mostly on the beach, so can't ever complain about that. <clears throat> no, you can't at all. So on uh on this episode of Balls Deep, we're gonna be uh we're gonna be diving into the last dance. We all know how that uh that kind of took everything over by storm. Um, it did, man. It did. You know, and it's sports. it's actually inspiring. Like I don't know if you guys are noticing, like all these other docu series starting to pop up. You yeah. know, they're they're yeah. doing like that nine series segment on uh, on Brady. Yeah, I did see that. It's called like the Man in the Arena, some shit like that. Yeah, I think... they got they got Lance Armstrong <laughs> coming. The the summer of bombs with uh, McGuire and. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Really good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two uh, two juice heads who ruined that era of baseball, big time. But I mean, they put on a show. Allegedly. They put on a show for everybody. Hey, low key though. I mean that that year of baseball was that was probably the most exciting year. They were just how, how many home runs they have? Fucking 60, 70? McGuire putting up seventy. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. ridiculous. I'd love to see that nowadays. I remember I was talking to my parents about and they said they'd be watching just like a like the news or something and a little at the bottom of the screen they'd be showing their at bats just because that's how mm. like involved everybody was even if you weren't a baseball fan everybody loves seeing home runs everybody loves the dingers yeah i think it, it it's definitely a well-deserved like they they deserve a docuseries on that especially that whole era i mean there's so much there's so i mean like ken griffey jr deserves his own in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I mean, that's... So, it's all really inspired by this Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. I mean, it's such a dominant player who was never in... He was never in the media like that. So, nobody ever saw this this side of Michael Jordan. And I think even to, like, people our age group, you know, who, who didn't necessarily get to watch it, really now know... Jordan was a dog. He was, he, you know, he was that guy, and you didn't fuck with Jordan, <laughs> like at all on the court, because he was gonna rip, yeah. he was gonna rip your head off. Yeah, it's like nowadays, you know, you got the YouTube people doing highlights of everybody. You got social media uh, retweeting everything and sharing videos, and obviously back then they didn't have that. So for us seeing what Jordan was really about and really could do, it was it was actually amazing to watch. It was it was interesting just seeing how everything of that era, like him him being able to come up as a rookie, lose, and then come back even bigger, better, and stronger. It was just it was awesome. I think it it definitely opened eyes to a new group of people who really it was just you know LeBron's the best, LeBron's the best, you know like the younger crowd. Is what I'm me. trying to say. <laughs> for me, for me, right? But yeah, I mean, like, but like I mean, they know Jordan's good. Exactly. They, they really didn't know how good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I think that this this whole docu series was 
was great for especially in the time that it that it came out i know it came out earlier than it was supposed to but i mean for good reason and i mean they they really kind of hit it on the head there i mean yeah i agree i mean the time couldn't be perfect with the quarantine every everybody's standing everybody was watching but let's be honest this this series came out for people like me who thought lebron was in a class of his own but I mean he really isn't I mean Jordan I've I've never seen like all those Jordan highlights you know I've I've seen the typical the flu game yeah. um the all the game all the game winners but that that was something else to watch I mean I, I still think LeBron's better just because that's my guy but I mean M- MJ was a dog he was coming at your head he wasn't going to let you beat him yeah, I always, I mean, I always heard, you know, like the older, the older heads who would, who would really talk about Jordan. Like you guys never seen Jordan play. You guys never watched how good Jordan was. And now we actually got that chance. And I mean, it definitely changed my opinion because I never saw firsthand, you know, I never saw Jordan like that. I mean, we watched Kobe and even kids, the younger kids, the younger than us, they know Kobe as you know, like the guy who was dealing with the struggling Lakers. Like yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't yeah. see, right, yeah. like they never saw. And that's what I feel like it was for us. Like we only ever heard about Jordan and how good he was. And now this, this whole thing really let us see firsthand. I mean, and it all started. I mean, he was, he was great. Even at the very beginning, you talk episode one at North Carolina, he was already that guy. He was balling. I find it amazing though, because he didn't even make the high school team his freshman year. Y'all remember that? And then he I comes, do. Yeah. yeah, and then he comes back, makes a team, and next year he's fucking starting. It's just crazy how it all happened. Yeah, I think he really kind of made his name in North Carolina, especially like you said, being that dude who had a chip on his shoulder. He had. Nothing to do but perfect that craft. And it all started there. Um, you know, like, that was his team. And everybody knew it. And it was, he's going to do anything it takes to to win. Well, one thing that it showed me about Jordan was just that he was just a pure competitor. You know, he was going to find a reason to beat you. And he was going to hold on to that reason until he beat you. And there's just, at least from what we see now, there's not really a lot of people with that mindset. At least that from what we see. Yeah, no, that mentality is is rare, especially in the sport of basketball. It's it's rare to see one guy make such an impact. I mean, we do see it here and there, um, but we don't we don't see it to that extent anymore. You know. Yeah. I mean, the championships. I mean, we'll get into the. Uh, he did have <laughs> he did have some help. He had some role players, and uh, they definitely emphasized that in the uh, in that document in like that docu series. They they emphasized that he wasn't alone, but it was it was his way or no way. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Tyler. And that that was actually my biggest takeaway from the whole series is just how good Scottie Pippen was. Let me let me hit you with some with some numbers real quick. So, P- 
Pippen averaged on the Bulls 18 points per game, seven rebounds, and two assists. But the year without MJ, the 94-95 season, he averaged 21 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. I mean, dude, Scottie Pippen is a killer. He is a baller. That man was averaging 21 points per game without MJ. <laughs> like, that man could easily hold his own. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that uh, that year that he did it without Jordan, you know, they only lost two more games. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, they exactly. weren't crazy bad. Like, they, there was – They were good. Obviously, a difference on the court, I mean, and how they played. There was probably a couple bumps uh, down the road, but, I mean, ultimately, that team was still good. It was a great team, and Phil Jackson was a great coach. Yeah, I think – I definitely think Pippen didn't get enough credit back then. And uh, in that – in this series, Jordan was quoted, and he's – maybe after the series. I just – I saw it somewhere. Um, He said, without Scottie Pippen, there's no Michael Jordan. Yeah. I saw that, and I I 100% agree with that quote. I mean – all all MJ had to do was really go out and score his 30, 40 points. And then Pippen was doing everything, assisting, rebounding, defense. I mean, it was just crazy. I really think the, the big thing, too, about this, uh, about Pippen that kind of opened my eyes was how they didn't really prioritize him. You know, early in the episodes, they they – really focused on getting Jordan the money and making Jordan the focus. And they kind of gave Pippen that contract seven year, $18 million that in today's NBA, uh, Andre Robertson is making (laughs) that. I mean, that's, that's crazy to think that, you know, Jordan was so important that some guys were getting snubbed and, I mean, obviously, in in that episode, in the second episode, Scottie Pippen was clearly unhappy, saying he was, you know, he was not going to play, and he wants out, and he was pissed, and ultimately, you know, he stayed put, and like you said, he didn't get enough credit. Let me ask y'all this: If Pippen would have left, do y'all think um, Jordan would have still been? able to find success with another player no no you don't oh with another player i mean yeah with like another player i don't know you got to think back then though the eras they weren't they weren't flopping teams like they do now so would they have been able to get a big name player like pippen probably not i think it depends when it depends when that happens if pippen plays a couple years on like a shit contract and say a little later into that contract they bring in a like rookie or second year Tracy McGrady. I mean, God knows what that could have been. Granted, he was young and Jordan was, you know, ready to move on, but uh, I mean, who knows? It, it could have been different. It could have been a lot different. I think that they meshed so well together on the court. It really didn't matter what was going on off the court. Yeah, they were they well, were there to win, and Jordan made that clear that it was business. Yeah, in those early episodes, really, you you got to see how Jordan needed Pippen 
because they weren't they weren't getting past the bad boy Pistons. I mean, they they were running into them for those couple years, and they I mean they needed to acquire better better players. Scottie Pippen had to develop. I mean, many things had to happen for them to get past the Pistons. And once they happened, you know, that's when the dynasty started. But I mean, it it took a couple years. Well, I think the biggest thing to get past the the Pistons was obviously. Dennis Rodman, you know, probably That's the right. biggest character to ever be in the NBA, which is just watching that whole episode and a half about him. It's just it was awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was just awesome to see basically an NBA player doing whatever he wanted. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like living, yeah. living that rock star life. Right. Right. That- that's like one of us being in the in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's the dude uh, on like off the court was was wild. He was such a wild card. But then like on the court, I feel like Jordan had to have pulled him aside and said, "Yo, you have one fucking job. Get me the get me the board. That's it. Like, yeah. don't do anything. Don't even try and shoot. And just if somebody <laughs> oh, misses, no. get the board and give it to me." And the the thing is. Even if he did say that, Dennis Rodman did that. <laughs> you know, he yeah, he literally went out there, played like a menace. I mean, Dennis the menace. He went out Dennis there the and played physical. And like you, you brought up the bad boy Pistons. You know, Pippen was already physical, and you throw Dennis Rodman that would go to war with these guys. He had nothing to lose. He was just a dude that was out there. His job was to get rebounds and play super physical. And I think, like you guys said, he that's a that's a big piece to to that early era, um, like the start of it was was Dennis Rodman too. I mean, not only Pippen, but uh, yeah, Dennis Rodman was a he was a character, like you said, Trammell. Yeah, I was reading something that said basically he was playing. He was the villain. He played the villain role on the Bulls. You know, he was the guy that was gonna get into the other team's head. And, you know, piss them off. And make him play hopefully worse, which you know he's going to be rough, and that's what he did. Hell yeah! So kind of kind of switching gears here. So talking about the Bulls, it, it's made a lot of people come up with their their top five, their top ten favorite players, best players of all time. So I was kind of wondering what were y'all's top five, top ten players? We we could go best favorite. It don't matter. I mean, I mean just your personal top. Yeah, I um, I never, you know, statistically it's tough to go because you you can go so far back, um, and see my my perspective on it is so different. I want to put LeBron one as much as I mean it. That one two is so tough in my opinion. Um. If you're talking a better basketball player all around, I'm going to say LeBron at one, Jordan at two. I would put, uh, I'd put Kareem at three, Kobe at four, and then uh, I'll throw Allen Iverson in there just because that's that's one of the reasons I started watching basketball. So, yeah, I I would go LeBron, Jordan, um, Kareem, Kobe, and uh, all right. Um, AI. 
for mine, Tyler, we started off the same. You know, I think LeBron will probably be will remembered as one of the most versatile players, or as the most versatile player to ever play. Um, but then second, I got uh, Michael Jordan, because obviously he's in the he's definitely top two, but he ain't. You know, he ain't one. He ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, three, I I got Kareem. Uh. I got Kareem. You know. Six championships, got the most points. It's hard to argue with that. Four, I got Magic. That's a really good one, too. And then five. Five, I actually have Bill Russell. And it's like, yes, I know he played in the time to where, <laughs> where there <laughs> was, wasn't even a fucking three. There was line, like you know? eight but, teams. Yeah. He was like two feet yeah. taller than anybody on the yeah. court. <laughs> he was playing against a bunch of me's out there. A bunch yeah. of us. Like, yeah. But it's still, you know, you got to look at the – uh, the time period and back then when they were playing he was a dominant player yeah and he was a force yeah i mean obviously the time shift and would he be good now you know who knows but back then you know he was really good i mean shit he won 11 titles in 13 <laughs> seasons you know it's it's hard to argue with that plus with yeah. all the records that he holds yeah. i think he's a safe pick we know this yeah. is number one right here well <laughs> America, there's no arguments here. We're not going to get into a big MJ-LeBron debate because we all think LeBron is the best basketball player of all time. I have LeBron at one, Michael Jordan at two. I got Kobe at three, just because Kobe, Kobe was my guy. Um, I got Kareem at four, and then I got Big Daddy Diesel Shaq at five. I like that. Yeah, I got to go Shaq like at five. See, I... most, most dominant player of all time. I just I can't <laughs> not put him in my top five. Also, Shaq is... You know, 2K, Shaq, I'm, you can't stop me with Shaq on 2K. <laughs> I feel like if we were talking about, you know, like pure two-way, like like a score type, Jordan takes that over. I just think there's so many different, like, so many different skills to LeBron's game. Where, so Jordan was, I, I get it, the defensive, like, player of the year type. And, and you know, he was a defensive Dog, but on offense, he was he was a scorer. If you talk about top scorers, and I know LeBron's got more points than him, all whatever. Um, but I mean, Jordan created he's he the best shot creator that that played the game, in my opinion. But yeah. I, but that that doesn't top the you know facilitator, the rebounder, the you know it. You got Braun who does it all. General. Yeah, you got Braun who does it all to where Jordan, like I said, it could be biased because we got, we're like actively watching LeBron right now. But he, right. even. Like, I'm sure the next generation's going to have, there's going to exactly. be a player. Exactly. That they're going to say they're, it's a lot better than LeBron just because they never watched no, LeBron like No, no, never. <laughs> well, you, Logan, you know it's coming. It's not. I mean, not better than I know, LeBron. you have kids and they say, you know, what's you know, crazy. They're going to get, they they gonna get kids beat. They're going to end up at the orphanage. <laughs> they going to get beat. What's crazy is that um, there's probably going to be, give it, you know, X amount of years down the road, there's going to be three dudes that are just talking sports like this who just watched the <laughs> LeBron documentary. <laughs> you know, and it, yeah. that's that's why I think our bias kind of jumps in because, like I said, a lot of old heads would just Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I mean, Trimble, I really like the Magic Johnson one too. The only reason he's not on my top five is because I'm biased with Allen Iverson. 
But you talk about versatile, like magic walked so LeBron could run, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's facts. And I think uh, I think that era of basketball was it has like that um, it's got that can be physical, but then you had like those those guys who didn't play any defense. Like you saw it in the in the that the documentary that there were some guys that looked like they they didn't belong on the same court as Michael Jordan. No, they didn't at all. And the one thing is just hard because the teams that LeBron has carried have just been so bad. Second best player on the Cavs 2015 team in the finals is Delhi Matthew <laughs> Delavitova. Like, come on, dude. Was that the year with Timothy? Mondo? Yeah, yeah. Tristan Thompson, dude. That starting five was dog shit. I mean, Jordan really always had a, a solid team. He, he did. He and that, never... that's just – that's why I have LeBron over. I mean, LeBron can do more. If you need LeBron to drop 40, he can drop 40. If you need LeBron to <laughs> – Drop a drop a triple double and get the dub. He can do that. So I don't know. MJ was just gonna go out score forty, and then hopefully they play enough defense to get the win. Yeah, and what's what's crazy to me is that after the the documentary did air, ESPN put out this. Um, they put out this poll that they did, which which kind of blew my mind because it, it definitely didn't seem like. An accurate poll. No, not um, at all. Every not category all. Jordan dominated LeBron in. I mean, better by, passer. Be- better passer. <laughs> oh, my thing just... and preferred teammate was a was a big one for me. And guys in the league now will rave about how LeBron makes him a better player on the court. But then, in you know, after this documentary is coming out, there's plenty of you know teammates that were like. Yo, fuck Michael Jordan. Like, he was not fun to play with. Bro, he he punched Steve Kerr in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes that mentality is good. And, it, and you see what it did. It won them championships. But I don't think you can do that to a soft team. Like, you, you brought up the 2015 team. If you throw that mentality, that team falls apart. Delman Dova's retiring. <laughs> I mean, Man, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys that will probably think like, yo, I don't even want to play basketball anymore with this guy. <laughs> so I think that there was a lot of, like, the accuracy of all these polls or whatever questions they were asking was, was super flawed. Like, you're telling me more amazing was an actual poll? <laughs> like, I listen, mean, I mean... I mean, after it was all said and done, episode 10 wrapped up, I did see on Twitter, there was a lot of people saying, you know, six over three and six, you know, let three and six James and all that. And I saw a lot of people start hammering LeBron about his finals record. Yeah. Well, then Bill Russell to go lot of people, fuck out yeah, here with that stupid yeah, shit. Exactly. I hate that. It's like, if we're going to go off of finals record, Bill Russell is easily the greatest basketball player to ever 
live I mean, and will ever live. If you're or talking even, rings, Derek Fisher is better I'm than I'm about to say Ron yeah. Harper, Derek Fisher. There's guys with six, seven, eight rings that yeah. were just role I mean, players. Like the fuck? Uh, who who is it? Uh Patrick McCaw has three. There you go. A <laughs> the casual guy. ten day yeah, contract. He has, three, he has three in what, three seasons, three, four seasons. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Are we putting him in the greatest of all time conversation? We no. might as well, Trammell. We might as well. He's up there. I mean shit, he's on the record to beat Bill Russell. <laughs> So, but one of one of the people that kind of switched up, and we have all been talking about this, um, was Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce said LeBron's not even a top five player uh, of all time, and what his quote was was, um, "quote What LeBron or what has LeBron did to build up any organization from the ground?" I'm talking about these players, top five players: Bill Russell built the organization of Boston, Kareem, Magic, Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Bird. These guys are all-time top ten players who help build their organization or continue the tradition. End quote. He's just so dumb. Paul Pierce is an idiot. I hope you're listening, Paul. Um, because Kareem, he got traded to the Lakers. You idiot. So what did he build? <laughs> that that was Magic's team. Like, and Paul Pierce, we all know that was just personal. Because how many points has LeBron scored on him? At least a thousand, maybe two thousand. I think it was two thousand. Yeah, I. The best thing that you can rebuttal to Paul Pierce when he says some dumb shit like that is just play him the Draymond Green shit talking. They don't love oh, you like I, I love They it. don't love you like they that. They don't. You ain't getting no farewell <laughs> tour. So, and, so what was Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce's top five, I, I'm looking at it here, was in order Jordan, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Now, I also noticed what is crazy that before um, – you know, like like a week ago or so, right after the documentary uh, ended, they asked him that same question, and he had LeBron in his top five. Didn't he say he was a mix of uh, MJ and Magic? Yeah. But, I mean, it's but... – and now after all said and done, he's – he replaced the, t- the number five with Kobe. <laughs> Which is crazy because, you know, Paul Pierce, like, he had a, a good career, yeah. But he was, like, the the role player that Dennis Rodman was for, like, the Celtics, you know? A different different roles, obviously, but he wasn't the main focus ever. Never at all. He wasn't ever. funny because <laughs> if Danny Ainge didn't go out and get Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and draft Rondo, Rajon Rondo, then Pierce would have, wouldn't have won championship. So jokes on him, buddy. Yeah, I think I think the ring talk is a big thing in uh, you know the greatest of all time talk. Um, it's just convenient. It's convenient because LeBron is three and six in the finals, and everyone's like, "Oh, MJ," but MJ got bounced in the first round multiple times. So what does that? Yeah, mean? That like, is true. It, I mean, LeBron doesn't just, make it there a couple of years. That that record looks different. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we also got to realize that LeBron faced the Warriors team that will arguably be one of the greatest teams of all time, if not the greatest team. Um, what, four times in a row in the finals? So, it, you know, it's automatically hard for him to just, for one, beat them. And he, I, I honestly I think mean, he was lucky to beat them once. With no supporting cast. Yeah, that that is a big thing. I feel like you take... Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant off that team and replace them 
with a bunch of casuals like like LeBron had in the, those runs, he they don't gets, make it out. The he gets round. bounced by the Sun, or he, he they lose to the Suns. Barkley has an has a has a ring because that's one guy who doesn't have a ring, and yeah. he, he gets a ring. I think that um, yeah, I think the Knicks beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. There was nobody the that Knicks, was playing. They, yeah, there was nobody that was playing as physical as the Knicks did in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the only thing that kept the Bulls afloat was the physicality of Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and Horace and Grant. Rodman, like yeah. they were all so physical. You throw soft guys like like Bron had. I mean, those guys aren't being physical. You think Delavadova is going to step up to any of those guys? I mean, we're not even mentioning Tony Kukoc was like the the He's last a baller. He's a baller. He, he was a. I mean, he's better than almost anybody LeBron played with on the Cavs team. I mean, he would yeah. be that second best guy. I mean, other than you know Kyrie was there, but I mean, I just think Jordan. I, I would did you put take Kukoc over K Love. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, yeah, especially, especially how K Love played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think K Love is one of those soft dog shit players with LeBron. In uh, in one of the episodes, the Olympic team, uh, Ku coach fared off. I mean, uh, they they played against each other in the Olympics. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, against uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he got dogged. He got absolutely dogged. And this was before yeah, he like, joined the Bulls. This yeah, dude, he got like five points. Yeah, this dude's mentality was, yo, I just played the best of the best, and he came to the league <laughs> and didn't take that to heart. You know, Kevin Love seems like the type of guy to, if he doesn't get the ball enough or if he's not, you know, he's not happy, he's going to throw a fit. Tony Kukoc was not the first option. He wasn't the guy. He was the guy overseas, and he came over here, took his role, took an ass kicking in the Olympics and still knew what his job was to, uh, and I think that mentality, I mean, that, that shit doesn't exist like that anymore in the league. I mean, and he, he also stepped up in the, what was it? Final? Was it the finals that he hit the, the game winning shot when Pippen went um, to the locker no. room? No, that, that was the play. I think that was a regular season game. Was it a regular season game? I'm not too remember. sure. I, mean, I can't remember. It was either early, it was the year that it was the year that Jordan. Yeah, it was 94-95. There's an iconic shot in that whole series that oddly enough Jordan wasn't the shot. It was Steve Kerr, a guy he fucking socked in the face, bailed him out and hit the shot. Um I just think he had so many weapons. Like every one of those guys on that team were dogs. Yeah, there's not one of those guys that you're thinking he's a casual or he was going to be bounced out of the league in two years or something like that. I mean, Steve Kerr went on to win another finals the year after they split. It was no bum. I mean, Horace Grant, when when he was with Orlando, I mean, so good. Came over to the Bulls. Granted, they didn't really get along right away, but Horace Grant had the the skill to carry his own on the basketball court. And then you know what you got from Pippen. I mean, Pippen would would have been a number one guy on any other team, literally any other team. Oh, yeah. And then going back to LeBron, um, so 
he's three and six in the finals, but two of those finals should not be held against him because the team, that 08 team was really bad. Shouldn't have even been in the finals, but that just shows how great LeBron is. And then again with the 2015 team with injuries, that team was really bad. And then shit, even the 18, his last year in Cleveland, that team was horrendous. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talk about that um, have, that 08 year, right? How good of a year he had is all summed up to he's he beat the Pistons that beat Kobe the year before that. Oh, that that Pistons team was good as fuck I mean, too. They had Chauncey Bill, Billups, Prince, Wallace. Oh my that team was so good, dude. Just shows how dominant he he was like right away. And I mean so was Jordan. <clears throat> I mean that that's that's com- <clears throat> they were both they made a force right away. I mean even though one one ended up different than the other, ultimately they both lost. But um they both made an impact. I mean regardless, I think um So my bad. Um, I just looked up the 2008-2009 LeBron stats. That's what all that typing was, Trammell? That's what all that typing was. Um, in the regular season, data. he averaged 28-7-7. <laughs> and in the playoffs, he averaged 35-9-7. And that era of basketball was not bad whatsoever. No. Shit, in the in the game clinching game, it might have been game six or whatever against the Pistons. He had the last fucking eighteen points. Yeah. I mean, come on. What more do you want from him? <laughs> so when oh, So well. ultimately what um you know, us like I said, us being guys who have been able to watch LeBron the entire time, what did you what did you take away from the entire if you had to say like one thing that you took away from the entire Jordan documentary about him as a player or, you know, his competitive nature or, you know, the gambling or, or whatever. What um what did you guys take away from it? Um, well, I took away from it um just the mentality that he had. I mean, his man- mentality really breeded a whole generation of mentalities like Kobe's, that killer mentality. And then I also thought it was really cool how he, you know, how he gambled and he played golf and he was like I, I never had seen that side of MJ where he he was just a bro. Honestly, like if I was on that Bulls team, I'd have been fucking gambling, golfing with him, drinking with him every other day. Like he he honestly just seemed like a bro, and I I don't know. I I definitely got like him a lot more because that documentary. I just thought he was some douchebag that was a terrible owner that won six <laughs> championships. You know, like but he's he's actually he's. He he's a bro. Respect. He does need to become a better uh, owner. I agree. For the I owners. agree with that. But but that's for another episode. Logan, I'm with you. You know, and before going into this, I had always known that um, Jordan was a hard ass and that he played to win. But you know, after watching it, I was like, you know, he he sure enough was a hard ass. He did play to win, but he pushed his teammates to sure that enough. Level. He pushed his teammates to that level to win six rings. And so I, I gained a lot more respect for Jordan. But like you said, as a owner, no. <laughs> but as a player in person, yeah. As as crazy as it is, I, I know like that competitive nature was something definitely big to take away. 
what actually kind of opened my eyes a little more was the movement of, you know, like the off the court things, um, a movement that's still going on today. I mean, Jordan was the guy that every kid wanted to be. And, and that documentary made it clear that, you know, if Jordan was playing out there in a certain pair of Jordans, every kid wanted that same pair. Like every kid wanted to be like Mike, and I, I be like Mike. I feel like that that was the biggest takeaway for me. I I didn't know the, you know, the extent of what he did off the court to influence so many people. Like I said, still going on today. I mean, the amount of people who collect Jordans. You know, there's so many different. It's just I, I think it was a, a movement that wasn't big back then. And I think that that was awesome to see. You know, everybody was wearing Converse and, and, you know, there was nobody different. And then Nike was like, hey, this dude's next. And uh, sure as hell, um, you know, he, he sparked a movement that, that I don't think is going to be touched in the next couple of years. Yeah. One last thing, though. I find it funny that, Apparently, it was reported he wanted to release the document after LeBron came back 3-1 on the Warriors because he, he was probably a little sensitive how people were like, oh, LeBron's a GOAT now. I just find that funny. Now, let me ask you all this real fast. Mm-hmm. Is, after watching, is there anything that y'all would want to see more from it? Because for me personally, um, if I recall, Jordan was a producer for it. I would want to see Jordan not have – anything to do with it and let them cover, you know, his second retirement, coming back and playing on the Wizards and showing Man, that part of his nobody want to so, watch that bullshit, Trammel. That's why they I didn't mean, do that. Because he, he was, I mean, he was old by, by then. He was I like, mean, if you, I mean, if you want to show Jordan, show him in his entirety. But yeah, I mean, that, that is, that is a good point though, Trammel. It was very one-sided. Super right, yeah. biased. It was Any, just showing yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that Jordan was good Any, at. Well, any any anybody that said anything bad got cut from it, obviously. Exactly. So, I'm I'm surprised they even talked about his dad dying and how that could have been linked to the gambling because that is a very there's no evidence on it, but that that's a pretty fucking crazy conspiracy. I'd really like to see the episode where Jordan hit 200 in Double A ball. And absolutely sucked ass at being a two sport <laughs> athlete. I mean, that's that's fast. one thing I see. I saw, you know, after the document, it was or the documentary. Um, they were like people tweeting about two sport athletes. How Jordan was this and Jordan. Jordan sucked at baseball. I mean, he was not good. He he was a winner on the basketball court and off the court. Not on a baseball field. I wanted to see that and see, you know, how did he take losing? Like, how did he react to losing? And then how was he able to pick himself back up, get back on the basketball court and be a winner again? I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to see that because he really wasn't a good baseball player. Um, no, he, he wasn't. And, and one – go ahead. I f- well, I was going to say he started off his minor league career with like a with a decent hit streak, but you know he still batted two hundred after. So beginner's luck, maybe. But and I'm with Tyler. I would like well, to see no. his mentality. Trammell, they they went over that. Um, you you might have just missed it, but 
they were saying they were throwing him a lot of fastballs because it was MJ. And then teams like, okay, this this fucker can hit a fastball. So they started just feeding him curveballs, and he could not hit the curveball. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. That part. I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to see how a guy who was, you know, dominant at everything, like he tried to perfect his craft at everything. Like Logan, you said golf. He was super competitive. Magic Johnson said that every time they would play chess. Even if MJ would lose, he was running back, running back. Like he didn't like losing. So I, I just wanted to see, you know, how he how he reacted to not yeah. not perfecting something for once. And last thing for me is I'd I'd like to see another documentary where like people that didn't like him like kind of what Tremel said, MJ's not a part of it. So like you get Gary Pay- Payton talking shit. Oh, Isaiah talking, Thomas. I, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. the mailman. You get Malone, you you get all them boys saying how Michael really wasn't all that, and apparently that that um game in Jet in Utah where he got poisoned was was all fake. So, I, I I don't. Know, I think but. it is. I would like to see that because a lot of those players that did play against him are on the record saying that LeBron James is a better basketball player. Yeah, I mean even even well, Scottie Pippen has been public about oh, that yeah, but, but that he, could be a spiteful yeah thing. you know it could be <laughs> well i i think it's funny um <clears throat> i forgot what i was gonna say never mind <laughs> well uh, let's then go ahead and move it over so um we we talk about jordan passed the torch to kobe so let's talk about who's gonna get the the torch who's passed next? to him in this generation yeah who next? did who did kobe pass the torch to trammel <laughs> good question <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hey, we've been arguing about the last hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like right now you're never gonna see. There's nobody in the NBA. I feel like that has that killer mentality right now. Um, like nobody has that grit and grind and like that. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, that I and Russ. I agree. Those are like the two players that I've seen. But I don't that. think yeah. that those are two guys that are past the torch. I think. Um, oh no, no. If I had to choose one and just put. I mean, obviously Giannis is up there, and that dude does play with some intensity. Um, I think an all-around basketball player. I think Luca is is the next guy. If he stays healthy, he has the frame to, you know, he's a big-body point guard who also plays at the forward here and there. I just think his game is so structured around what the NBA is right now. And I think that that the way the game is played is kind of here to stay for a little while, and I think his game fits perfectly. I mean, it's the facilitating, the rebounding, the it's just the basketball IQ that he has paired with the skill that he has give him all the intangibles to be you know be that guy for the next couple of years. Well, plus how young he is, isn't he? Twenty years old, yeah, 20, 21 years old. I mean, so he's got a lot. He's already got a Euro uh, League MVP. I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of those him. European players don't transfer that well. But Luca came over and won the Rookie of the Year. And before the NBA stopped this year, he was. I mean, he was a dog. Who you got, Trammell? I mean, obviously Giannis, but other people I had. I had Luca too. I had young players like Zion. I even had Trey Young because we see the um, the transition to a lot of three points being shot. You know, we're seeing a lot more scoring. 
And, you know, Trey Young is going to be um, one of those guys that's just going to nonstop pull up threes and keep yeah, it. Yeah, and Curry made a career off that. I mean, he's yeah. he's now a first ballot Hall of Famer in a lot of people's eyes for that reason, just because of that long-range game. And I think, yeah, like you said, Trey Young's kind of sculpted that game after him. You know, he passes the mm-hmm. ball really well and he shoots the ball efficiently. And he's super young. There's just room to grow from there. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so, I got – obviously, I think y'all are missing out one big player, Jason Tatum. Jason that Tatum. is I think he. I think one. he will be yeah. – I think he will be – a a star in this league, especially on that on that Celtics I think team. he's he's Brad already a, I think he's already a star in the league. Honestly, I he's a walking bucket and he gives people problems each night. Yeah, dude, he he's so big and long. Like <laughs> that's it's crazy. Y'all think he has an MVP in his future? Yeah, I do. Definitely. I think they the only way he does that though. And you mentioned the Celtics team that he's on. They're loaded with young talent right now. I think yeah. it's going to take a piece dropped from that team for him to take over that team before he kind of hits that full stride. Yeah. But yeah. I Giannis agree. wins the MVP over there because they're the best team that year. They're the best team, and he's the only option on that team. It's just a matter yeah. if Tatum can take over and maintain. I think he definitely has an MVP coming up. Yeah, if if I had to go with one player, though, obviously I'm going with Giannis just because he's on the best team. He's already got MVP. He's young. He's 25 years old. I mean, that that's the obvious choice. Yeah, that yeah, I, I think For consensus. The whole yeah, that that's the obvious. I mean, especially if Giannis builds a jumper. I know he slowly did it this year. I mean, he builds a jump shot, and he's he's essentially unguardable. He's unguardable. He's he's like unguardable. I mean, shit, wasn't Crazy. he leading or one of the people leading the MVP race? Again yeah, it was year? him and uh, oddly enough, him and the goat. Yeah, I think uh, now that's an, another. I mean, didn't really plan on getting into that, but say this, LeBron say, should get it. I Come think on, now. so also. Um, I sure? think the Lakers, being how bad they were last year, um, what he was doing this year, he tweaked his game too. That's the thing. He was leading the league in assists. I mean, just a baller. I just, I think he may have had that. I know it's it's hard to give it to him again, but um, I think they would have they would have had to give it to him. I mean, especially if the Lakers I- kept up. I mean, they wrapped up the season. Beating the Bucks and beating the Clippers, you know they, and beating the Pack. Yeah, I think uh, showing Zion who his daddy is. <clears throat> I, I definitely think. And I mean, either, on but... top of that, you know, his stats, his averages weren't bad either. Um, Twenty-five points a game, almost eight rebounds a game, more than ten assists per game. So he was, you know, he was LeBron. Ah. but. Overall, opinions on the the last dance. I thought it was really good, and I would. I'm looking forward to more and more people seeing, um, or like watching that and getting like inspired to make more uh, docu series on other star athletes. 
I'm ready for the LeBron one in like five years when he has five championships and people can actually consider him the GOAT without being ridiculed. I'm ready for that one. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Trammell, on that. <laughs> I definitely like to see I, – I did like the document – the documentary, um, because it was a, a look that nobody else saw, you know, it was like right. behind the scenes type. I feel like I would love to see a, there's a handful of teams or players that I would like to see how they were off the court or off the field because they were so good on it. It's I'm curious to see how that chemistry was built and, you know, like the hardships they had to go through. I, I know this is kind of biased, but, uh, I would love to see a, you know, Dallas being, Dallas. Uh, being a G, being uh, a Yankee <laughs> fan and being baseball fans, I'd like to see a Jeter one because, I mean, that was another guy who was a winner, but he was so quiet, and and there's got to be more to it than who he was on the you know on the field. I, I definitely think that they could probably open a bunch of eyes, and I know he gets slandered all the time for being overrated and this and that, but. <laughs> I would. I Nomar. Uh, Nomar had the better O three season, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I. I would just want to see um, the people who it's being made about stay out of it. I agree. And just let full opinions come out because you know we have to see the good, we have to see the bad. Yeah, and you didn't see much bad in that in that Jordan documentary. You didn't see you didn't see You're much right. of it at all. Um, it was really his side of the story, and that's tough to – that's really tough to get a clear view because, like, you know, like we mentioned, there's guys like Isaiah Thomas and, you know, Patrick Ewing. There's there's plenty of guys that would have a different story than what, what Jordan was telling. And, I mean, I think that's becoming clear on, you know, on social media. A lot of these guys are going to these news outlets saying, like, hey, fuck what Jordan said. Like, this is – like, I don't – I don't care. Like that's not the way it was, and he wasn't all that. And listen, I I would like to see um, an unbiased documentary in the in the future. Logan, any final thoughts on the the last dance? Um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you, MJ. And he's, so, he's still gonna stay with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so one one thing that we want to mention before we end this podcast is the match between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning against Phil Mickelson. Live sports. That was Bro, live sports. Are fuck bad. would think we'd be talking about golf. I love it. We are balls deep Absolutely. right now. I, I mean, Oh, we got NASCAR back. Jimmy Johnson's right? second place got disqualified. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that that was good. And, um, you know, it was fun to watch. I, I think that was the big thing. You know, we get sports back. Tiger Woods is that iconic figure in golf that oh, some there you go. I was just say some back. say he is uh he is back. I mean I know he had that big the big win with last year, two years ago. I just I, I do think that it was really good for, for all sports fans. You don't even like the you don't have to like golf, but Seeing people get out there compete, having a good time. I mean, they were they were really just a couple of dudes out there having having around the golf. Couple bro, bro, guys being dudes. That's yeah, right, dudes being guys. One one thing about Tiger is Tiger didn't miss a fairway all How did, day. Did Brady? 
He couldn't have. Oh, dude, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, I do like the clip of uh of Charles Barkley shit talking Tom Brady, oh, and then he sings and then it. He makes that- I think that is they you know that's like typical. Even if he shot like shit all day, he had to put that one Brady moment in there. Like, hey Chuck, shut the fuck up! Like, let me play. <laughs> let me play. Facts. Yeah, that was awesome. That whole match, it was just an awesome cause. I mean, they they almost raised twenty. Million dollars. I think they did. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. Oh, did they at the end? I think it was twenty million on the dot. Oh yeah, I think what happened was they're at like nineteen, and then like Capital One donated the rest to get to twenty. But yeah, overall it was it was great, dude. I was just watching. I was personally I was betting every hole, and I made like (laughs) eighty bucks, dude. Inspired by the Jordan (laughs) Doc. Well, yeah, I um, I think we're we are starting to see uh, see some sports coming back, and I know um, this episode being solemnly focused on that last dance. I know we we do get sidetracked a little bit, but it's tough not to go balls deep. I mean, it's 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 really yeah. tough, and uh, you know, like I said, sports coming back. This is only getting started. Um, I know in, in later episodes we are gonna we're gonna talk about uh. You know, a whole bunch of shit. We're just gonna we're gonna get balls deep in some sports. I don't know if everybody's ready for it, but I, I know I'm 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 ready. I think these uh, with, sports coming on is such a tease for us. You know, the Arizona is starting to open back up facilities for baseball. The NBA's in talks with uh, Disney to play in you know their parks in Florida. So and hopefully, Vegas, right? It, well, I Vegas didn't hear about too. Vegas. I heard a I heard a little yeah, about Vegas. I've been I saw a little bit about yeah. it. But hopefully, you know, hopefully sports do come back. <laughs> it looks, it's looking like they are, but just without the fans. But hey, that'll give fine. us. Hey, it's I... fine <laughs> if we get if we get sports. I mean, obviously, number one thing is player safety. But as a fan, right. we want we want sports. We realize how much life is boring without them. So it'll give us more to talk about too. I definitely feel like, uh, you know, once sports start to kick up, we're we're really gonna get into this. Um, I know I think next episode we, we can kind of dabble into uh, the sports that are coming back. Um, that'll be a big, big focus, especially, you know, it's starting off with just golf and, and just NASCAR. But there's I have a feeling we're, uh, you know, we're kind of in the home stretch of this and we're uh, we're going to start seeing some people back on uh, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, we got plans for uh, for some fantasy draft. That's right. That's right. So- Hey, yeah, next week. Hey, we should do that. Tune in next week. We'll have our buddy uh, Perry. Yeah, any uh, big, big baseball hopefully, fans. Hopefully, hopefully. We, we might push it back. Any please. big baseball fans, uh, yeah, tune into that one because that's going to be a fun one. We're going to actually uh, run through an entire fantasy draft. Uh, so so look forward to that. Other than that, boys, this was a good one. You, uh, It was. Our, our Twitters are going to be down in the description below. Yeah, for anybody watching, if you have – any comments or thoughts about what we said, follow and comment on the Balls Deep Pod uh, Twitter account, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll respond. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Some, some final thoughts for me. Just want to point out happy Memorial Day. Um, all the veterans, active military, um, spouses of military, anybody involved with military, um, just want to give a huge shout out. Shout out. Uh, this is bigger than sports. I know we do a sp- podcast but if it wasn't for you guys overseas we wouldn't be able to even be watching podcasts i know joey bags 
is uh is active in the Warpath. military. Yes, sir. Um, and then want to give a big shout out to Tyler Dale overseas in Iraq. Love you, buddy. Thinking about you today. Yeah, well, this uh about wraps it up for this us. Wrap it up. That's right. Like I said, uh, tune in. We we got some, we got some good stuff coming for you guys. Logie Bear out.